Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Property Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Ah! 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 MMA, MMA, MMA. Oh, man. What does that stand for? Mixed martial? Uh, Whoa. Arts, yeah. Oh, you almost had it. You almost yeah, had it. Oh, okay. Thanks, Casey. That was, uh, Casey, that was an amazing improvised rap. Hi, everybody. Yeah, we got some, you guys have noticed, we got some France spanking new energetic music. You know, it's, it's, it's appropriate, given that we're going to be talking about another UFC card uh, going down this Saturday. UFC Vegas 35. This is the MMA Fighting Preview Show. I am your host for today, Alexander K. Lee. Uh, I am joined by an illustrious panel. It's really the only word you could use. Uh, first, I'll introduce uh, everyone's favorite, everyone's favorite curmudgeon, uh, Jose Youngs. Why am I a curmudgeon? Why? Uh, just own it. You're the favorite. Own what? Just own it. You're, you are you're the favorite curmudgeon. You're the favorite. Yeah, you're a little... No one who reads that many comics... Look at all those comics behind you. Can, can be... A twenty-four hour, twenty-four seven cheery person. Listen, I took. You've seen I was too on, much. I took a, a five-day vacation. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch any MMA for five days, and this is what I come wow. back to. Detox. People MMA telling me detox. I'm a curmudgeon. <laughs> MMA Just detox. Prove me wrong, much. Jose. Prove me wrong because we're we're gonna have you know we're gonna have a great show. So please prove me wrong over the course of this show. And we are joined also by BTL veteran. I'll be honest. I didn't watch the episode this week. Are you are you the reigning champion? Uh, <laughs> Jed Mishu. I'm the champion, dude. Come on. The existing champion, though. I don't know if I'm going to be joining. I thought we were talking Paul Woodley. I didn't realize we were talking about the UFC card. <laughs> yes, <I'm- laughs> well, this is great. So, you know, uh, we will at some point this week going to be talking about Paul Woodley, but that event happens on Sunday, Sunday evening. Today, we will be talking about UFC Vegas 35, uh, which will be going down. Okay, okay, okay. There's a fourth person. Yeah. <laughs> what? oh well I, what see, I was gonna set it up i was gonna say oh, and the are? man oh. the man who because people always say this and then they do it it makes no sense i was gonna oh, say okay. the man who literally requires no introduction in case he lied in the truck yeah but now it's stupid that i said it because then yeah. i introduced you yeah. also see, AK, you can't I, win AK, i want to say i also didn't watch between the links this week because it's no longer a video series oh true Podcastery, podcastery, 
Um, yes, uh, anyone, please, uh, uh, who, who anyone, if anyone hasn't been keeping an eye on the MMA Fighting uh, Podcast Network, it is it is booming right now uh, with uh, with all kinds of stuff. So please, guys, make sure you tune in. Um, maybe there won't, you won't get to see our beautiful faces as much as you're used to, but that's what this preview show is for. Uh, again, and you'll certainly see us again also when we do the Paul Woodley preview, which again, Jed, is not what this is. Uh, so we have, guys, we have a full card. Uh, it's, it's a busy weekend. We've got what? PFL to, uh, tonight, Invicta tonight, uh, UFC on Saturday, and then uh, uh, Paul Woodley on Sunday. But we've got ourselves a good main event, guys. Let's not look too far ahead. A good UFC main event, Edson Barbosa versus Giga Chikaze, which I, I think is like a perfect piece of matchmaking. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I'll, I'll, Jose, I'll go to you first. And just what were your initial impressions of uh, this fight when it was when it was booked? Uh, my initial impressions were finally, I'm pretty sure I've tweeted this four or five times asking for this fight specifically after Brian Ortega and Korean Zombie fought. This became my new, I'm just going to tweet about this until this becomes a reality. I think the first one at the time I did it was after Giga won on the first Jacksonville card. It was one of those first pandemic fights. I can't remember who he fought. I think it was a very last minute opponent. It was like one of the, I think he, uh, a fighter actually went up in weight to fight him and he was, he was much more short. Giga kind of clowned on him. Uh, for 15 minutes and then immediately I was like man I would love to see him fight Edson Barbosa who was also fighting later that afternoon I think that was when Edson Barbosa quote-unquote lost to Dan Ige and Giga Chikazi had said he wanted to fight Edson Barbosa ever since because uh, if you remember Edson Barbosa decapitated Benil Dariush who was one of the knockouts of the year when it happened Dan Giga and Benil Dariush are, I think main training partners like if one of them gets a fight the other one flies in just to specifically train so uh, I've been asking for this fight for a little a better part of the last 18 months so I am absolutely ecstatic that not only that it's happening but that it's 25 25 minutes rather than 15 minutes Yes, this is a main event worthy fight. I think it'd be really disappointing if this was just um, you know shoved in in some co-main somewhere. Even on a pay-per-view, I think we'd all just rather see it uh, on a main card. Um, it's a, a great showcase fight. I think this will be on ESPN. It will be on ESPN. Okay, so that's good. This is a UFC and ESPN card. Lots of exposure. Now, uh, our own Damon Martin spoke to Giga uh, earlier this week, uh, recently. And uh, one of the things Giga said was that you know he thinks... Uh, Barbosa looks great when he's kind of fighting guys who aren't like at his level and striking. You know, he's he's talking up the fight a bit, saying he's not super impressed with uh, with everything he's seen from Barbosa. Jed, do you think there's any truth to that? That against a more technical striker like Giga, uh, we might not see kind of the freewheeling, um, aggressive Edson Barbosa we usually see. No, that's, that's categorically <laughs> insane. But. Uh, Edson Barbosa has fought, honestly, quite arguably, like the best run of competition of any non-champion in the history of the UFC. Like he's looked good and he's looked bad, and hasn't do- has not had anything to do with them being quality strikers or not. Like it, it has everything to do with how they fight. Ed- the- I'm not saying anything mind blowing or whatever. Edson Barbosa is the best fighter in the world when he gets to fight at his pace and range. And when he doesn't, he is much less effective. And Giga Chikadze is a great fighter who has not beaten anybody anywhere near the quality that Edson Barboza has competed against. And also doesn't really fight in a style that will make Barbosa uncomfortable. I'm stoked about this fight. I think it's going to be awesome. But the idea that Barbosa is like, ah, he's lost to good strikers. 
No, Justin Gaethje isn't what you'd call a good striker. He hits really hard, and he caught him. But, like, he's he's fought fine and beaten really quality strikers. He's beaten quality guys doing everything. He he just has a clearly defined weakness. But, fortunately, Giga's not going to exploit that. So, we're just going to get an awesome display of kicking. It's going to be great. Uh, de- definitely an awesome display of kicking. The Giga kick versus, you know, whatever uh, whatever kicks that Barbosa chooses to break out. I, I do want to stick on that. So I want to uh, say the exact quote because just so I, I'm representing Chikaze properly here. Uh, because you're right, Jed. I mean, to say he hasn't fought high-level striking competition is somewhat insane. I'm just, like some of the names, of course, he's fought Paul Felder, Justin Gaethje, Dan Hooker. Uh, and that's just recently. That's just recent opponents. Pretty Anthony Pettis, Pettis, baby. Anthony Pettis, yep. Uh, so a lot of good names. But I guess he gets saying from a technical standpoint, I guess guys who haven't done, uh, excelled in co- like, you know, traditional martial, uh, excuse me, striking martial arts outside of MMA. So it's because Shikaze said he's done, every- he's done everything against way lower level strikers. He said there are levels in this game, in the striking especially. What has he done in kickboxing or karate? What is his accomplishment? I understand that it's beautiful when he's doing spinning, beautiful highlight kicks against someone that never did any high level striking in a fight. All this for me is nothing. Uh, Casey, now that you've, you kind of hear that full quote, um, does it sound more or less insane? <laughs> Are they kickboxing this weekend? <laughs> I, I, what do you think of that? If this um, is in glory, then okay. Yeah. But what's the, what's the question? Is, is it going to be an awesome fight? Is that what you're asking? What are you asking? No, that isn't going to be an awesome fight. Is, is there any merit to Jakadze questioning the level of striking competition that Barbosa has faced, supposedly, in, in MMA? It's it's no, I mean, I, I don't I don't understand what Chikazi is trying to say. Edson Barboza is one. Of the, I, I basically I, oh, I hate saying this. I agree with Jed. He said everything right. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, okay, oh. Jed got no um, Barboza. When you look at his resume, it's freaking incredible. He's he's on that real that that's that kind of short list of unbelievably good MMA fighters who might never fight for a UFC title. You know, just because they just. You know, kind of like Musashi. He's kind of like that level. Just like clearly, incredibly A-level talent. Just the way the matchmaking works. Uh, he just loses to that champ right before, you know, to get to that championship fight. You know, losing to guys like Habib before Habib was champ, things like that. Um, Gaethje, you know, guys who, you know, really good fighters. Um, I don't know. I just, like, I just, I love Edson Barboza. He looks amazing at 45. Uh, I thought he beat Dan Ige. He uh, thought he beat uh, Mr. Felder. Uh, I think that was a was that a fifty five? That was a fifty five, right? That was his um, last yeah. fifty five. Yeah, yeah. that's fifty five fight. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, Giga says what he wants. Says what you want. Yeah, Edson Barza is an MMA fighter. He fights MMA fighters. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's not fighting you know, uh, um, Holskin or anything like that. So yeah. I'm not sure what's his issue. Honestly, if it makes him feel better, makes him feel more confident, cool. Now, Casey, <laughs> I want to pick up something else. I want to pick up something you just said, Casey, that you don't know if Barbosa, like, is he, you know, is he kind of this, you didn't use the word, but a kind of a high level gatekeeper. Do you really not feel that there's a path? Let's say he beats uh, Giga on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I personally don't think that puts him very far away from potential featherweight tele shots. But I mean, do, do you think that, that 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 door is really like that kind of closed for him? I don't think it's closed. I mean, I think that's why he's at 45 because it, it did close mm-hmm. for him at 55, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But True. that's why I mean. uh, at 45, but, um, I don't think the UFC really believes in Barboza in the sense of mm. he's he can move the needle. Like a hardcore fan, he's an exciting fighter, but I kind of put him in that Vicente Luque area where he's extremely exciting. But since he's not a he's not a shit talker, 
fans just don't care. And if fans don't care, the UFC doesn't care. And that's why I feel like uh, Barboza's in. Um, Giga, even though he's not a shit talker, he's still new. The story's new, you know? So fre- fans like fresh faces. So I think yeah. that's why. Undefeated. Undefeated, Undefeated in the UFC. Yeah. Undefeated in Unblemished, the UFC. Right? C- right. Contender series washout. Giga uh, yeah. Austin Springer. Austin, <laughs> Austin Springer. Springer. Where's, where's he at? Yeah. Where's he at? Um, uh, Jose. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, um, no, but I, I don't think the door is closed for him at 45. I just think it's a very hard road for him within the UFC and how the UFC, I think, looks at Barboza. Jose, do you think a big win, a convincing win, whether it be, again, a knockout or a convincing five-round decision win, uh, how close do you think that gets Edson to possibly fighting for that that 145-pound title? I mean, I feel like Edson's always going to be fairly close just because he fights so many high-level fighters in general. Like, he'll lose, like, what, he lost two in a row in his first fight at 145 was against Dan Ige, who then headlined a fight night immediately after. So I, I feel like win or lose, win, like a loss or a win, Edson's still going to fight someone in the top 10, regardless of how he wins or loses. Uh, I think Featherweight's a little weird right now, just because I know Max Holloway's tied to Yair Rodriguez uh, because mm-hmm. their first fight fell out. Max Holloway's, quote unquote, not cleared to fight. But then if I'm Max Holloway's camp, I'm obviously going to want to hold out because we're very close to the Ortega Volkanovsky fight. And if Brian Ortega wins, you'd have to assume Max Holloway can just fight Brian Ortega, considering Max Holloway's already beaten Brian Ortega. And that just kind of ties up the fights uh, even more. So maybe the winner gets a Yair or is a beat if he ever returns. So maybe one or two wins away. But I think it really just all depends on how this featherweight title fight happens. Because if Volkanovski wins, then Max isn't going to get a title fight. And then for all we know, Giga could just skip the line all over again. So uh, one or two, two, two probably being more realistic. But that answer could change after Ortega and Volkanovski uh, fight. And again, they were already scheduled to fight in March. And that fight didn't happen. And how close were we to that fight? So... Uh, fingers crossed the the featherweight title fight even happens. Yeah, I think, you know, we always want to look at these kind of fight nights. And like in a perfect world, you know, every fight mm-hmm. night main event would be either a number one contender's bout or uh, or at least, you know, definitively put them yeah. one away. And I think this is like the third fight night in a row, uh, the third UFC Vegas in order to say where we don't really get the sense of that, that uh, a win, you know, well, again, competitive matchups, uh, but a win doesn't necessarily put either guy like in a significant position so like Hall Strickland, uh, Cannoneer and Gaslam and now Barbosa and, and Giga. Again, I'm not, and I'm not what, saying what anything we, bad about these fights. What do we have these guys ranked at? What are these guys ranked at right now? Everyone who kind of oh, like looking for that direct narrative of, of will this get a title shot? Seems, so seems in the in the MMA fighting global rankings, which will change in three days, keep in mind mm-hmm. because it's yes. the end of August. So these, these after this fight, They'll obviously be in a different category. Uh, Danny Gay sits at nine, and Giga sits at twelve, and Ige and Arnold. Uh, Barbosa, 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 Barbosa. Barbosa. Yes. No. So Giga's twelve, Barbosa's nine. Ige's <laughs> okay ten, okay. and Arnold is eleven. So that's sandwiched between them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get right. Let's get right to the pick, and I'm going to go to Jed Mashu first. I think I, I think Jed Mashu. Unless Jed Mashu, you have any other thoughts on this matchup outside of that we haven't covered? Any other angles you feel like you haven't covered? My only other thought is that like. It's not like Giga was the world's greatest kickboxer either. So <laughs> his whole thing is, is it's not like he was some undefeated wonderkin. He washed out of kickboxing. <laughs> like he has plenty of losses there. And this isn't a kickboxing match. And I'll lead that into I think Barbosa's going to kick the shit out of him. Like, oh, my. Also, I, let's not let's not forget to go off of what uh, Jed is saying. His first, what, 
three to four fights were decisions, and two of them were mm-hmm. very close splits. So it wasn't until recently he started finishing people, and until he fought and finished Cub Swanson, his string of fights were durable fight opponents, I should say, but not Cub Swanson level. Yeah, yeah, it, I, think I mean, fair, honestly, yeah. exactly what Jose is saying. Like, I you got tapped on the contender series like three years ago. That's not that far <laughs> removed from that. If Barboza wants to grapple him, he will be ahead by miles on the ground. I, I don't oh, think he yeah. has to. Like I said, like. Giga's not going to – the way you beat Edson Barbosa is putting him on the back foot, and Giga's going to play at range with him. I think Barbosa kicks harder. Like, I think he just has more power than Giga. I think the leg kicks uh, will be an enormous weapon, and I just – I think he's just going to beat the beat crap out of him, honestly. Like, I think this is a great setup fight for Edson Barbosa. It's an enormous leap up in competition for Giga. We haven't talked about that at all. Giga really has the Cub Swanson win, and uh, God love Cub dude's – dude's bit faded so yeah i think this is just an enormous step up for him and good for him he's talking his trash and if he wins he's right to the moon but i just don't think he's winning he's going to kick the s word out of him my goodness the language very powerful prediction from jed mishu uh, i just want to say the odds are now very very close i'm um, just looking at topology robosa minus 115 Giga plus one hundred. It's essentially a pick 'em. It's 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 so so even. So just very very minor uh, odds favoring Barbosa. Uh, Casey, let me go to you next. What's who's your pick here? Uh, I'm very confidently going with Barbosa. I hmm. just think he's like ugh, like Jed said. I agree with him. <laughs> uh, I think Barbosa is a, a better MMA. He's better MMA kickboxer. He's a much better wrestler, much better grappler, and uh, just a better mixed martial artist. He's fought better competition. And I do not – and then Barboza seems to be handling this uh, weight cut to 45 great. And nothing – there's no indication that um, Barboza is um, well past his prime. Maybe past his prime, but nothing nothing significant. I think Barboza – this is still the Barboza that we've grown to love and um, I think he, I think this is a, a bit of a showcase fight for um, Barboza. But this is a great matchmaking by the UFC. I do, I do like yeah, the, I do perfect. like prospect. You know, it didn't go geek is an older prospect, but prospect versus vet. I do like the matchmaking. Um, I think it's a win-win for the UFC. But um, but I understand why Barboza took this fight. I think it's a favorable matchup for him, even though it's someone behind him in the rankings, which I know fighters don't like to do. But one fighter obviously has to take has has fight someone behind him. But right. in the main event spot. I, in the main event spot, it's worth it's worth the risk as the reward is very high for Barbosa. And I think he will win. Um, win um. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. 
Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. I, I can see him win. I can see him winning a dominant decision, actually. like a forty-nine, forty-six. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, well, the, the winners. I don't think Gig is going to be get knocked out cold or anything. I think he's. I think he's too good of a kickboxer for that. Um, but I think it would, it would be very clear that Edson Barboza is the better mixed martial artist on Saturday night. I haven't done my official predictions yet. I'm weirdly leaning towards Giga. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a good explanation for it yet. People read my predictions on, on Saturday morning. Uh, Jose, what's, I'll give you the last word on this one. How's it going to go down? Uh, I think it's in Barbosa wins, and I think it's going to be similar to what we saw against the Dan Hooker fight where Giga mm. is just too tough for his own good. Uh, and like, as if you remember that fight, Dan Hooker kept trying to fight and his body just kind of collapsed into itself in the second round because he was getting beat that Edson Barbosa was standing in front of him, punching and kicking him and his body just gave up on him. So, uh, gig is not the biggest featherweight. Like, like I know Casey said that the weight cut, uh, isn't, doesn't seem like it's a big issue for him, but I stood in an elevator with Edson Barbosa right after the official ways. And he looks like death. Like he looked like he was about to pass out from the elevator ride because of the, like it went up quickly and he was like, oh man, I'm about to fall down. Uh, Gig is obviously kind of a, uh, he's not the most cut durable, like I'm assuming durable fighter. So I just think Edson Barbosa is just kind of going to piece him up on the feet until his body just gives out on him. And I don't understand Gig is saying that Edson Barbosa, like what has he done? Like I literally just Googled Edson Barbosa's Muay Thai accolades. He has every single award in like Brazilian Muay Thai. And if you're a three-time Brazilian Muay Thai champion, I'm assuming that is incredibly high-level striking down there. Like, good on you. So I'm picking it to Barbosa to win. There you go. Uh, Barbosa's across the board for everyone except uh, for you guys. I, I, the host, am going with Giga now. I'm going with Giga. I'm he is Giga. also – Edson Giga. Barbosa is also a submission wrestling champion what? in Sao Jao de Barra. Yeah. He, he's a BJJ brown belt, and he's I'm fourth round TKO leg kicks. That's the happens, right? He there. won. He won a fight. He in Muay Thai. He won three fights in three nights for the Demolition Fight Championship Grand Prix winner. Guys, good on saying, you. Listen, the Giga Hive is growing daily, and you guys are stirring. He also, the hive right now, I'm just letting also. You know. I do want to say he is potentially. One well, he is. If he gets a, a fight of the night, he will sit atop the UFC record books for most fight of the nights. He's currently tied Man. with Nate Diaz and Frankie Edgar wow. uh, with eight. Oh. He will be the first fighter in UFC history with nine fight of the nights. Gosh darn it! Uh, he's only because for all this we're talking about, he's only had one performance and two knockout of the nights. They've all been yeah. fight of the nights. I've thrown up a poll uh, asking people who's going to win so far. Uh, so for anyone watching live, please uh, participate in this poll. Right now, 70% Barbosa. Uh, Casey, sorry, were you going to say something? That, that that does worry me a bit, though, that by winning so many fight of the nights. You mm-hmm. win fight of the nights because you have to get punched, too, a lot. So, no, <laughs> yeah. so uh, uh, But Barbosa seems to be handling all the wear and terror a lot. I mean, wear and terror, wear and terror. Uh, seems to be handling those fight of the nights well. Um, yes. But uh, I, that was just something I didn't really count for. Dude, I forgot about this. They, He and Gaethje won five of the night for that one round just 
that I night. deserved it. That one fight of the night because uh, that whole card was not like that interesting. That wasn't a good card. That was a really fun two minutes. Oh, okay. he won fight of the night. I also got think stabbed. he got stabbed in the eye, and the UFC was like, uh, "That was kind of oh, a weird yeah. ending." That's a bummer. So they kind of greased his pockets to say, "I'm sorry." Hmm. All right. Whatever. Uh, well, guys, I think that's a pretty deep dive into the main event. Now we've said on more than one, or I don't know if we've said it. We've I've heard people say that you know. Uh, the second last fight on a card is not necessarily the co-main event by default. Like we kind of just say everything that's the second last fight is the co-main event, but mm-hmm. that's not necessarily how it should be built. This is certainly a case where we do not have a traditional co-main event. Um, as I'm sure everyone watching knows, as all you guys know, this is also serving as the ultimate fighter 29 finale. They're not calling it that they're not advertising it as that uh, like they've done every year ever. But now the return of tough, apparently, they can't call it the Ultimate Fighter 29 finale. But that's what it is. We have a middleweight uh, final, which will serve as the uh, penultimate fight on the card. I won't say co-main. Between Brian Battle and late-notice replacement Gilbert Urbina. He's replacing Treshawn Gore, who was one of the favorites to win the show. Gilbert Gilbert Urbina of the the Urbina family, uh, Jed, who have all been on the Ultimate Fighter. Elias and Hector were also on the show. Uh, and then the bantamweight uh, final between Ricky Tercios and Brady Heaston. So I know, listen, I'm not going to lie to America. I know you guys, for the most part, did not watch the Ultimate Fighter. So we're not going to talk about those fights in depth. I'll, we'll come back to that later. In reality, the co-main event would probably be uh, Kevin Lee, Kevin Lee. Moving, up, moving up to 170 yeah. pounds to fight Dan Rodriguez. So let's talk about that as if it is a co-main. Um, Jed, I'll go to you first. Uh, we have seen Kevin Lee at 170 before, but this is sort of uh, apparently a move up to welterweight in earnest. I believe he's there to stay now. Uh, how do you like his uh, the idea of him moving up and this uh, this particular matchup? Didn't he say he was doing that last time? I thought last time he was moving up to welterweight in earnest. Yeah, and but then the, he lost the, to another well, blown up lightweight and moved back down. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, Kevin Lee's had a bit of up and down road. I think this time he means it, but you're right. It could, who knows? Uh, six months from now, it could be back down at 155, but it does feel like this is more permanent. So you're skeptical of the move. Uh, do you think he, do you, how do you like this first opponent for him, Dan Rodriguez? When is he going to lose? Uh, I talked about it a lot on BTL this week. I am torn between absolutely loving Kevin Lee because he just mm-hmm. says stuff, much of it objectively false. And as a man who does that himself, he <laughs> he is after my own heart. Uh, but some of the things he says is ridiculous. Like, I'm a top five welterweight. You super aren't. Like, you just super aren't. And did you not enjoy I, did you not enjoy Habib has never been challenged? Uh his oh, latest, no, that, that was where he went on the whole whole road about it. He never fought a wrestler. Gaethje is like a substantially more accomplished wrestler than Kevin Lee is. <laughs> Uh, and I just have to respect him just saying stuff, even when it's really obviously not right. Uh, and I feel like we're unfortunately going to get him another loss this week, but it's okay because he'll just keep, he'll keep tweeting through it and it'll be fine. And he, he has the ability like Kelvin Gastelum and Darren Till and trying to think who else I have on this list of, of just spectacular fail uppers. Like they just fail upward, and uh, he's going to do that again because I think Daniel Rodriguez is going to like. I boil this fight down specifically to Kevin Lee couldn't deal with Ally Quinta's jab because he's I don't know like there still doesn't make sense to me he couldn't figure out Ally Quinta's jab. Daniel Rodriguez is a lot bigger, hits harder than Ally Quinta, and also has a pretty good jab. I think he's just going to do that to Kevin Lee, and Kevin Lee's going to lose. So. Uh, 
I think this is bad for him, and I think we will probably see him back at lightweight, which is where he should be. Dang. And that's where he really has a chance to make a run at a belt. And, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts here. Uh, so, Jose, I was going to ask you, is this a fresh start for him? Because it's kind of weird to say that, though, because he's had, like, his his losses have come against, like, the toughest guys that he could possibly fight. Charles Oliveira, RDA. And Twice, but again, Twice. sometimes a guy just has your number. And hey, I like Alec Quint has a good jab, all right, Jed? And uh, Tony Ferguson, of course, who during uh, Tony Ferguson's run is just like a demigod at 155 pounds. Um, so is that the is there a better way to put this, Jose, uh, calling it a fresh start at 170, if that is what this is? I mean, how do we how do we kind of view right now, what's our initial like opinion of this chapter, this sort of quote-unquote new chapter for Kevin Lee? Uh, to be determined, simply because yeah, he's gone up to welterweight before, but he like mm-hmm. RDA, like Jed said, was just a blown up lightweight who's now back at lightweight as it is. So uh, I was really excited for the Sean Brady fight because I think Sean Brady is like a legitimate welterweight prospect and could very well be one of the better grapplers in the division uh, and could very well be a top five welterweight in like eighteen months from now. Uh, once that fight fell out, I was really hoping he didn't just get a blown up lightweight again because I just I want to see how Kevin Lee does physically against a uh, a hulking welterweight. And Daniel Rodriguez is that's a bad dude. Like he's as as Tyron Woodley has said at nauseum this fight week. He's about that life. Like he'll fight you no matter where you are. The dude has a throat tattoo. Kevin Lee has a head tattoo. So <laughs> this checks all the boxes. And what I want to see in a fist fight, just outrageously done. Well, let me rephrase exceptionally executed outrageous tattoos so i am i'm excited to see kevin lee fight a a big welterweight i want to see how he does if he can hold him down because sean sean brady and daniel rodriguez are the are very different (laughs) in terms of fighting daniel rodriguez is going to stand in front of you and just break brick and sean brady is going to try to take you down and submit you so uh, i was excited for the sean brady fight simply because i want to see if kevin lee could hold his own on the mat against a welterweight and now i'm excited to see if he can take down an actual welterweight so uh different style of fights but both fight both of those fights would answer a lot of questions i have with kevin lee and welterweight so uh, ask me in our post show and i'll have a better answer for you but if kevin lee believes that this is a fresh start, then who am I to argue with? The guy says a lot of things that I don't necessarily agree with, but I am all for fighters being a hyper confident, even if it's uh, delusional to a lot of other people. Yeah, uh, and uh, you mentioned the size thing. I think during the face-off with uh, Daniel Rodriguez today, I think he said, he, I think he was saying Daniel Rodriguez looked little. He's like, you're little, like you're little compared yeah. to me. So there you go. They talk about that bristling, that insane confidence. I mean, I don't Whatever. know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you're just saying He's just, he's just I don't he's hate it. Like, no, no, no. like there were moments where Kevin Lee was like, "Yeah, when I fight Habib next year," I was like, "Well, you're not gonna fight Habib next year." But that's <laughs> what he said. So, like, all power to you. He's like, he's like, you know, in like three years, when me and George St. Pierre finally fought, and I was like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> let's move on." But all power to you, man. Believe what you want. Jose, can I get a quick uh, assessment of the the samurai head tattoo for Kevin Lee? Uh, head tattoos that wrap around as one big piece aren't really my really my style but it is well done like if you're gonna get that type of tattoo i i don't know who his tattoo artist is i so i can't plug it but it's 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 well executed uh so are daniel rodriguez's tattoos um again i'm not in favor of big giant throat tattoos on myself but if i am i'll ask daniel rodriguez where he got his because the the line work and the shading are 10 out of 10. Casey, we're in the uh, video clipping clickbait business. Uh, do you love the Do you love the Kevin? Do you love Kevin? Say anything, Lee? Uh, no, 
<laughs> no, I don't. Um, it works for clicks. Um, I think I think he believes it, and maybe that it, a level fight B plus A level fighters. I don't, I'm not. I <laughs> you couldn't even give an A. What a hero! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> what? <is this> <laughs> We're not. Good thing we're not live. Woo. I was going to say, uh, fix it in post. Fix it in post. Fix it in post. And uh, Casey, okay. uh, go ahead. Three, two, yep. one, boom. Um, Cut it in. Uh, top level fighters are super confident and they're a bit crazy. And maybe that's what they, that's what Kevin Lee needs to kind of convince himself that, you know, the, the Charles Oliver fight or whatever, you know, I don't know. Kevin and, Kevin Lee, he just he says things. Yeah, I just I really agree with. Unfortunately, both these gentlemen say right here, right here. They've actually, I pretty much they said everything I said. Um, I think I like this fight a lot. It's completely different from the Sean Brady fight. Um, and um, I'm just, I'm a big fan of uh, Daniel Rodriguez. Um, I don't I think I I hope I, I'm picking Daniel Rodriguez, and um, I think he'll win pretty impressively, but. As far as Kevin Lee goes, uh, I agree with Jed. I, I think I think we'll see him back at fifty five eventually. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I mean, I, 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 he 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 got his butt kicked by the champ. That's okay. That's what that's yeah. why he that's why Charles Vera is the champ. He kicks butts, and Kevin Lee is not the champ. So you got your butt kicked. So changing weight classes wasn't the answer, I think, for Kevin Lee. And uh, I I don't know, Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee's Kevin Lee. He's a personality. Yeah, I, I think he went from one tough matchup to another. Uh, Jose brought, of course, the Sean Brady matchup a lot, which again was also been super tough. But I, I, yeah, I don't like his chances. I, Daniel Rodriguez I, too much. I, I'm, I'm going. Also, I'm also going D Rod. Jose. One, one thing I do like about Kevin Lee's talk is he, I, and I believe this 100. He is all in favor of fighting the guy that no one wants to fight in their backyard. I applaud that. He wanted to fight Gregor Gillespie. In New York, he offered to fight Islam in Russia. He offered to fight Charles Oliveira in Brazil. So, will he win those, any of those fights? Well, he won the Gregor fight, and he clearly won, and he lost the Oliveira fight. I would have loved to see him fight Islam Mahachev in Russia, yes. and I, mean, I was all in, because then someone, I, Casey, you remember backstage, backstage at Madison Square Garden, someone brought up that fight, and he goes, mm-hmm. "Is it in Russia?" And they're like, "Probably not." He goes, "Then no, I don't want to fight him unless it's in Russia." So. All power to you, man. You're taking these fights that no one really wants. And, and that's why, that's why we kind of like Kevin Lee, too, because he does he says these things. You're like, hell yeah, man, I like that. But then he says things like, dude, who are these 170 guys? What has Kamar Usman really done? You know, things like that. It's just weird. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of uh, I'm seeing a lot of support for Kevin Lee in the comments. We got Mr. Good Time, Kamen Rider. Uh, blessed, they're all picking Kevin Lee. So uh, his Jed's, fight oh, against his fight against Edson uh, Barbosa was fun too. Oh, hold on, so uh, sorry, for, Jed. Before I go to you, Jose, so you're saying you are picking uh, Daniel Rodriguez as well? I'm picking Kevin Lee. You're picking Kevin Lee. Okay, Casey, you mm-hmm. said Daniel Rodriguez. I also think Daniel Rodriguez. Jed, what's it going to be? Oh, I just I feel like people think I'm hating on Kevin Lee, and I'm not. <laughs> I I love that Kevin Lee says stuff because he he believes it he's like Casey was yeah. was saying he's he's a B level fighter with an A level mentality he he is JR Smith and JR Smith's my favorite basketball player of all time cuz he's one of the greats. entirely irrationally confident and yes. it's awesome <laughs> two time NBA champion kevin lee should <laughs> kevin lee should be champion. so lucky kevin lee should be and, so lucky and we haven't mentioned this at all kevin lee <laughs> one of the best suited persons in in the sport man has incredible style yes uh, who's winning, Jed? Oh, Daniel Rodriguez. I, okay. He's going to jab All Kevin right. Lee's face off. Three one, three one for uh, Rodriguez. But it, it is, it's a good matchup. Uh, 
I am picking Rodriguez, but I do believe Kevin Lee can, if he wants to make this a purely wrestling type MMA match, and he can grind out 15 minutes. I believe he can. Um, but I don't think that's what Kevin Lee wants in this fight. I think he knows he needs to defeat um, Dan Rodriguez, uh, D-Rod, um, very much more convincingly and with more excitement than uh, a wrestling-based win, which I don't think he'll do. So that's why I am still picking D-Rod. Uh, all right. Well, this is the section of the show normally where we go to a sleeper. I almost feel like we shouldn't just skip over the middleweight opener between Mahmoud Muradov oh, and uh, Gerald Mirsha. It's a great fight. Love Muradov's it. on a, what, 14, 15 fight win streak or something like that? He's part of the, he's part of the money team. He's the first Good, MMA fighter. Floyd Mayweather ever signed. Oh, yeah. That's okay. That was my low-key banger of the week on BTL this week. All right. Goodness, so I love not, that fight. Let's go to – yeah, he's 14, 14 straight wins representing the uh, – well, he's from I think he's he's from Tajikistan. I believe he does represent the Uzbeks at this point. Um, but either way, shout us to, to shout us to Tajikistan and Uzbekistan. Um, but yes, he will be opening against Gerald Mearshart, uh, the veteran. Very good matchup. Again, we talked about good matchmaking. Uh, again, aside from the you know of the three main card fights that were actually put together, as opposed to uh, you know the result of the Ultimate Fighter. I love all the matchmaking. I love Barbosa Chikadze. I like the Lee Rodriguez, even though we I'd rather had Brady, but we lost that twice. And I love Mirshart and uh, Muradov. So uh, let's not go too much on this, guys. But I'll go. Who's going to win the fight? And give me your thoughts on it, uh, Jose. Start us off with Mahmoud. The Mahmoud fight. Yeah, Mahmoud and Mirshart. Yes. Oh, I'm going to pick Mahmoud. I think he's just clicking on all cylinders right now. He hasn't lost in however long. And uh, I spent a significant amount of time stuck in a hotel with a lot of fighters on Fight Island, and he was by far the friendliest one. Had to to know everyone's name and backstory. (laughs) He was a very nice man. He has a very nice smile. I was going to say, he looks like a Never, didn't, don't know what he looks like when he's not smiling. (laughs) <laughs> I don't, I don't want to know. Yeah, no, he looks like a good dude. Um, what, what, so other than that, I mean, I guess we've only seen him fight. What is he now in the UFC? Two and three and three and oh. Okay. So, I mean, uh, uh, based on all that, how, how high are you on this guy, uh, Jose as, as a potential middleweight contender? Uh, in middleweight, I feel like it's pretty top heavy right now. So I feel like he could just kind of fly up the rankings with another strong, strong performance. For instance, if I remember correctly, the Andrew Sanchez was like a flying knee, right? And it was like, a, so if he gets a third straight yeah. knockout, then give him a top fifteen guy, and we'll and let him let him swim with the sharks. So I, I'm pretty high. I don't know if he'll be champion, but you're 25 and six. You've clearly fought a lot of high level competition. So uh, top ten, maybe not top five. Uh, Jed, how do you like this matchup? Who wins it? This fight's awesome. Uh, Mahmoud is really – it's very simple. Mahmoud is very good at fighting, and Gerald Mearshart is really good at losing in spectacular fashion. So, oh, my goodness. Uh, look, Mearshart is like a decent fighter, but when he loses, he loses impressively, and that is what is going to happen on Saturday. And so it's going to be dope. Mahmoud is – I think he's definitely a top 10, maybe a top 5, or even outside out of the title. Uh, maybe not getting one, but fighting for one at least. I like this kid a lot, and Jared Mushart is built for this exact role. So, yeah. Uh, Casey, what do you think the odds are? Uh, obviously, uh, Murdoch is a heavy favorite. Hold on, hold on. Uh huh. There's there's a gentleman cleaning my window right now. Okay. So, yeah, tell him what's up. Tell him what's up. Ask ask how ask he him, feels. About no, ask about the Ultimate Fighter finale. <laughs> I'm like on the sixth floor in a hotel, and there's just this man just banging on my window, white cleaning the windows. It's awesome. 
I thought like Spider-Man was sneaking in. Sorry. <laughs> that Ricky, that Ricky Tercios, don't sleep yeah. on him. Um, okay, so uh, Muradov, heavily favored. I assume, I haven't looked at all the odds, pretty sure the biggest favorite on the card. Uh, Casey, how how high do you think it is? How high do you think the odds are? Oh, I, I, he's probably uh, plus 400, I think. Oh, you mean minus, minus. Yeah, my, sorry, minus. Higher. Oh, whoa, higher. wow, wow. Way wow. higher, way okay. higher. All right. Well, okay. That, I think I think that's, I think that's a bit ridiculous. Um, but it, I, I think what I'm, I'm I agree with everyone on the on the panel here. Uh, uh, how do you how do you say it? Mur how do you say it? Murdoff. 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 You know, double mm. Murdoff. Uh, I think Murdoff's a. I don't I don't think he'll be fine. Is he in the next you know couple of years? But I think he'll be around the UFC for a while. And this is just good matchmaking. Um, Gerald's that guy kind of. You know, there's different levels of gatekeeping, and Gerald's that guy to prove your. If you want to eventually be a top ten middleweight, you gotta beat up, you gotta beat the crap out of Gerald, and um, that's what that's what this is for. Gerald's a good fighter. He's it's, it's he's a good fight night fighter, and this is this is what he's around for. And um, I expect Miradov to look good tonight or tomorrow night. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Minus 630. Minus 630 favorite. Uh, and and Mirshart, you actually were clo- you actually were close with the odds there. Uh, he's yeah. p- plus 450 underdog. So huge, huge amount of respect for... Uh, for Muradov in this one, and that's really, uh, not, I mean, that, that's really impressive for someone. I, I feel like right? if, if you had like a UFC fan convention, like there'll be like three fans in line for him. <laughs> but <laughs> right. um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just I think ninety-two percent picking on topology picking Muradov. Ninety-two percent, eighty-five percent by knockout. Beating Gerald Murchard is like I just I couldn't think of the last like four or five losses of. Gerald Murchard's career, and they are Tiago Santos, Jack Hermanson, Kevin Holland, Eric Anders, Ian Heinish, and Hamza. Yeah, yeah. You beat Hamza, you beat Gerald Murchard violently. Yeah. You're probably a top ten fighter at your weight class. You're pretty good. At some point, pretty yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. At some point, because right, obviously me, none of these fighters were top ten when they fought. Yeah. Let me run down the rest of the card here, boys. Uh, so I mentioned the two uh, uh, tough finals. There's also another fight featuring uh, tough contestants andre petrosky who was one of the top picks going into the show he lost in the semifinals uh, against uh new dana white favorite michael gilmore for anyone who didn't watch the show uh, michael gilmore quit his job so that he could his full-time job so that he could be a reserve for, not so he could be on the other fighter so he could be on standby for a reserve spot uh unsurprisingly dana white said this is i love this guy and this is exactly what the ufc is all about uh, on the show uh <laughs> On the freelance, we uh, 
Uh, Alejo Di Chirico versus Abdul oh. Razak Al Hassan. Sam Alvi at 185 facing Wellington Terman. Uh, Dustin <laughs> Jacoby fighting Darren Stewart in a light heavyweight bout. Flyweights JJ Aldrich and I think this is she's making her debut. LFA's Vanessa Demopoulos. Featherweights Jamal Emers and Pat Sabatini. And uh, what was supposed to be a bantamweight bout between Mana Martinez and Guido Canetti. Martinez missed weight by four pounds. It's been a rough month for him. He was uh, he is also probably still mourning the loss of his coach, uh, Saul Solis. So uh, I don't oh, not wow. making any excuses for not making any big excuses for a weight miss. Um, but it's been kind of screwed. He was also supposed to fight last weekend and he got pushed back because of uh, COVID protocols. So yes, you should, of course, it's your job to make weight. But I'm going to cut Martinez a little bit of slack here. Um, it has been a difficult, a difficult. Um, August for him. So, uh, guys, any of those matchups you guys feel like expanding on? Yeah. Uh, Dustin Jacoby versus Darren okay. Stewart. Freaking okay. rules. Okay. I love watching Dustin Jacoby fight. Like, I know <laughs> we talked about. <laughs> I, we were, I was about to say, like, we were talking about Giga Chikadze being kind of like washed, washed out and kickboxing and this and that. Dustin Jacoby, at like, he was a legitimate top 10 kickboxer in glory in his weight class i'm not talking about like pound for pound whatever weight class he fought he was a legitimate like top 10 middleweight didn't get to throw elbows because you know how in glory they're not allowed to throw elbows when they clinch up his first fight on the contender series he just destroyed alistair Overeem's training partner with a bunch of elbows like he had been waiting to do that for like six years his first two fights in the ufc before he washed out weren't even televised they they like they got bumped from Fuel TV and then one of them was on Facebook prelims. Ah uh, yeah. And then comes out here and just smashes the door. And so I am <laughs> so excited. I love watching Dustin Jacoby fight in glory, and I was really excited to see him come back in the UFC. And Darren Stewart is just a really awesome interview and an incredibly durable guy who he might not have the most exciting fights, but he can take a lot of damage and put out a lot of damage. Has also walks out to Skepta, and I will support anyone that chooses to walk out to Skepta before a fist fight. So Dustin Jacoby versus Darren Stewart is not may, might not be the most high level martial arts competition in terms of like rankings wise, but I am not missing that fight. Okay, well that's a that's a good. You should do this for Dana White. Dana White loves selling these. You know, and, and, and if you don't know now, you know fights. That was a, <laughs> that was a priority. If you don't know now, you know promo. Uh, Casey, you feeling the same way? You're just excited for Jacoby. Uh, it's a it's a fight. I don't. <laughs> I, Casey, I, I, it's. Good, good for those gentlemen. I hope, I hope, I hope it's a good fight. I don't, I don't really have very much to say for that fight. Jed, Jed, is it, did any of these matchups I ran down register? Can you name this is a this is a, this is a memory test? Can you name one of the matchups that I just ran down for you? Not besides, that you ran down. besides, besides you, Jacoby stories. I, I'm glad you did the Dechirico, uh Razak Al Hassan. Yes. you probably said that right. Uh, yes, because yes, that's like named. I, I'm halfway there with with Jose. Uh, Dustin Jacoby is really cool. Unfortunately, he's fighting Darren Stewart, who is just a sieve of entertainment. So I don't know what happens when an entertaining dude and a not entertaining dude match up, but it might not be great viewing. Um, no, the rest of this card is fine. Uh, it's I have some marginal interest in like some of these fights. Uh, Sam Alvey is an awful fight to watch, but Wellington <laughs> Terman has the best name in the sport, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, this could uh, be – this could be a winner go home. I mean, no, sorry, I shouldn't say could be. I believe this is. I believe Sam Alvey has said like he had to ask the UFC for like one more shot. 
Um, so this could be the is last that how, time. Is that how it works with the UFC? You just go, hey, can I have one more shot? And they're like, cool. Well, it didn't work yeah, that way for or, Damian Maya. It didn't work that way for Damian Maya, apparently. So I don't know. No, Damian Maya just needs to go to Vegas and wait for somebody to drop out and then get <laughs> called in. And Dana will be like, yeah. I really like this guy. He's yeah, yeah. And then so you they, get like two, I like two hundred five, or like two hundred five or yeah. something like that. Oh yeah, he stepped in at two hundred five. What a legend! Sam Alvey is also, <laughs> also one of those fighters that complains about fighters complaining about pay, which I'm sure yes. Dana White yes. loves. Yeah, yeah, and I also I'll say the difference between him and Maya is I think I think like Alvey has a fight left on his contract, and it's like you know I think he was just worried that they just weren't going to give him uh, that last fight because uh, he's on a pretty big winless streak so i mean maya had fought out his contract i think oh, alvi okay. did have one left and he's like just let me he's like please just let me let me be on my uh my wonderful ufc contract for one more fight Wait, one, um two, three four oh he's on a five fight losing streak. Five fight. It's, and none it's of tough. them were entertaining are particularly memorable it's tough, it's tough. so uh, look, uh, we know no this one, is- no one was even in the top Maybe Nagara was like in the top. He lost the little dog in the year of our Lord 2018. He oh, lost the Oh my goodness. <laughs> like that's guys, listen, listen, he lost he Sam Alvey's big most like, most memorable moment of the last few years was he was the first fight on the first ever uh pandemic card. He walked that's out high fiving a bunch You're of right. all the invisible fans. <laughs> that's funny. it. That is this. In Brazil? In Brazil? No, he fought Ryan Spann in Jacksonville. Oh, okay. Thank you. That the the official pandemic card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. I, I know the one saying. where the, all the we have to do all the testing, quarantines, yeah, and okay. everything. Well, listen, guys. Listen, the UFC has been uh, over delivering with some pretty under staffed as far as star power goes. <laughs> cards. Let's be. Let's to put it nicely. No, no, we, no. We, we, I, no, no, no. The UFC hadn't delivered crap. The fighters delivered good performances. Yes, thank you. Don't you of give course. the UFC credit for making bad fights? And you're then right. They you're right. They. You're, Jen, you're a part of the, you're you're a part of the problem, AK. You are. Listen, I am impartial. I am impartial. Okay, I have to. If I were not, if if, if Mike Heck were here, I'd be giving firing off hot takes <laughs> left and right. But I am the host. I must remain impartial. I will let you guys fire off, which is what I'm about to do now, because again, yeah. you guys know I'm I'm a tough maniac. So I want to close out talking a little bit about either the Ultimate Fighter or the Ultimate Fighter 29. If you happen to watch any of it, which I'm not sure you guys did, but I, I don't did. want to take too much time. So I'm going to give you all a minute. So give me some general thoughts, please, on the Ultimate Fighter before we sign out of here. Uh, gosh, you know what, Casey? I'll start with you. I know you're itching to talk about the Ultimate Fighter, uh, and I know you watched every episode this season as I did. Uh, wh- what do you think about uh, the Ultimate Fighter? What is actually the Ultimate Fighter 29 finale that's happening on Saturday? And I'll give you, a, I'll give you a, a soft timer here. Wait, do I have the a minute? To, do I have a minute to an- do, Is it? Do I have a minute to think of an answer to say? Is that what, it, or just a minute? I mean, you do not, you, you do not have to use your full minute. If, no, if you do not have a, let's, let's, let's change it up. Casey word association. Okay. The ultimate on. fighter 29. All right. Your word is the ultimate fighter 29. Canceled season. Oh. Can- canceled. <laughs> the season was not canceled. Canceled? Uh, I question a, mark. I did. I did see a lot of unfortunate. All right. Okay. So that's you know what. That's okay. You know, I did see I, a lot. I, I, oh, go ahead. When, when, when I when I shit on the Ultimate Fighter, I I I'm not shitting on the fighters. I get every, they, everyone's trying to get an yeah, opportunity. And I'm not I'm not crapping on any, any of the athletes, and if they're good roommates or not, I don't know. Um, but um, I've gone. I don't know. I, I like this word association game. Just keep playing. Uh, well let's go well let's go to jed next jed the ultimate fighter jed the ultimate fighter 29 
So I didn't watch the show, but I did this past week watch all the fights so I could feel okay. like I had at least some context about And they were good, right? The fights were good. Yeah, well, most of them were at least some yeah. level of okay. I mean, good is very relative when you're talking about this level of talent. Uh, really, I just have one thought, and it's I'm I'm so proud that Gilbert Urbina gets to follow in the proud footsteps of his family by losing <laughs> on tough Aww. for a second time. Because uh, and Brian Battle's like not very good, and I still think he's going to win. And it's awesome that he was the last pick, and he's going to have won the middleweight tournament. This thing is a, is just a gong show, and tough is majestic. That's my thoughts. Thank you. Yes, uh, Treshawn Gore was probably the most was like coming out of the show, the, and the one people were most excited about. And and as we said, he's he's got some sort of injury, and uh, you know, we will get a fight in the UFC. Just won't be competing in the finale. You guys, I think, would really have loved Ricky Tercios, though. He's kind of like a bantamweight uh, Diego. If you guys had watched more than season, uh, Jose, he, please, I'll give you the final the word most here. Interesting fighter. Like he's probably yeah, the most I think interesting he's fighter, but he's, he's still gonna gonna washed out on contender series, and he's going to win tough. Like, come on, uh, Jose, the Ultimate Fighter twenty nine, go. Uh, there was a lack of ping pong balls and seating mm-hmm. and ceremonies for my liking. I've been saying for years the only thing, I'm, the only change that would make me tune into the Ultimate Fighter in any form would be if they made it like the K one seating or what Bellator did with their Grand, oh, their featherweight Grand Prix. With the ping pong balls and like you get to like physically walk up on a stage and stand in front of like a ten foot, um, what did you what do you like a bracket? Remember what K one did that? That was always fun. So until that happens, I don't know how often I'll be watching. But all power to the fighters. Hopefully dude, they, they make can... it a false false count anywhere. Yeah. Ultimate fighter, you can just pick <laughs> a fight with a dude no, in the house. We we. We we figured it out already, Jed. The answer is an entire season of uh, only coaches challenges. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I do wish they'd bring back more. That's way better. I do. I do wish they would bring back the insanely dangerous challenges no, from the first like three seasons. Those were we talked scary. about this on the ace on the one of the older episodes of the ace side. And Casey, Sean, and I agreed the next season should be Marv uh, Vittori and Paolo, and, and Paolo yeah. Costa only yes. doing coaches challenges. Sure. Yeah, that would be. Forget, I would yeah. watch the hell out of that. Actually, you know, you know, like they have to be the I, they have to be intellectual ones, like chess listen. and Scrabble and categories. Baga, Victoria and Costa playing Baga. No, it's and the finale is is charades to see if the other one listen. can figure out what the other one is is physically doing up in front of them. Boys, I love the suggestions. Wait, wait, I I watch the I watch the show religiously. But I do, th- I do think it needs some sort of spruce up. As I told people, I, ca- I talked about it on other shows. If you had, if you had j- like not known that there was a hiatus between the most recent season of the Ultimate Fighter and this one, you'd just be like, "Oh, okay, it was never taken off the air. It was never like put in for retooling. It's the exact same show as it was for probably the fast, past like maybe 10, 12 seasons. Like there just has not been a change. So, but Alexander Volkanovsky filled the room with clocks. AK, that's captivating. Oh, that was crap. Oh, that was. That was so crazy. That was great. Build the clock because our table was always late. <laughs> what? I missed uh, it. No, no cap. No cap, guys. Am I right? Is that what the kids say? No cap. The snake one was good. All right, guys, listen. We've talked way too much about this card. Uh, they're uh, going to hear, people are going to hear a lot more from us as we, uh, tomorrow, because we're going to be talking about, well, I think we're going to do a weigh in show in the morning. For, yeah. uh, <laughs> at 8 30 Eastern. Eastern time. 5 30 
Pass. Pacific time. Uh, so please uh, tune in. Uh, I, I, I believe we'll be, uh, Jose, you'll be here. Uh, I don't know if it'll be on the broadcast, but uh, I'll be doing all Casey, the clicking think, that you'll see on our I'm, social media. I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm here with you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we'll be up right now to talk about that. And then uh, we'll have a preview show for a proper preview show for that as well later. But guys, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, by the way, uh, 65% Edson Barbosa. Let me, let me shut down this poll now. Uh, so pretty strong, pretty strong feelings that Barbosa will be winning Saturday's main event. Uh, and guys, of course, oh, we'll also have post-fight show for Vegas uh, and uh, on to the next one on Sunday and all kinds of programming. So thank you, guys. Thank you, Jose, Jed, Casey. Uh, this is Alexander Kaylee signing off for the UC Vegas 35 preview show. Take care, everybody. Oh, I, I didn't get to play the out music. All right, happy birthday, AK. Yeah, happy birthday, AK. Summer, bre- summer birthday. Don't play the birthday song. Happy birthday. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.